Hello, my name is Andrew Locke, and this is the show that helps entrepreneurs like you to get more done and have more fun. This episode is brought to you by the Anti-Acronym Association of America, or AAAA for short. In this episode, a marketing lesson from Starbucks, a nifty click that converts all kinds of file formats for free, how one letter can transform a copywriting headline, and a whole lot more. So I was watching American Idol last night, as you do, or maybe you don't. Anyway, as I was skipping past the commercials with my DVR, TiVo, whatever you want to call it, an ad caught my attention as it whizzed past on the screen. So I stopped and went back to the ad and played it. Any idea what that commercial was? It was one of the Apple versus PC ads. You know, hello, I'm a dull, geeky PC. Hi, I'm a really cool Mac. I'm sure you've seen them. But think about what I did there. I deliberately chose to go back and watch a commercial. My choice, no advertiser twisting my arm. So it got me thinking, what is it about the series of Apple commercials that caused me to do that? Well, really, the answer is obvious. Not only do they have a very persuasive message, but they entertain. And you know, this is something that most advertisers miss these days, whether online or offline. They're dull, they're boring, they make you want to fast forward them. Now, the Apple commercials are probably not everyone's cup of tea, but personally, I love watching them. They make me laugh, they entertain me. Now, of course, that's not the primary purpose of an ad, but if you hook people in by entertaining them, you've got their attention and you can go on to provide a persuasive message, which is exactly what these commercials do. And you know what's ironic? I'm a PC user, but I'll tell you what, those commercials have caused me to look again at Apple products. I have been persuaded through those commercials, no question about it. So here's a question for you that I'd like to get your feedback on. In your opinion, are the Mac versus PC ads the best on TV right now, or do you have another favorite? What's the ad that would make you stop and rewind the TiVo? Let me know by commenting on the blog at helpmybusiness.com. I think it'll be interesting to see the results. Moving on, it's time for your questions with Ask Andrew. Right, a question here from Rich in Chicago. The question is, Andrew, I'm developing my copywriting skills to hopefully offer my skills as a service to website owners. So I'd love to hear about your favorite copywriting technique or tweak. Well, Rich, there's a tweak that's so simple and powerful that most people just completely overlook it. It's one letter that really does transform the effectiveness of a headline. I'll illustrate it for you. This is what most people do. Introducing Weed Eliminator, Get Rid of Unwanted Weeds Guaranteed. Now that's an okay headline, but can you guess what the extra letter is? It's the letter S. This sounds a bit like Sesame Street, doesn't it? Today's letter is the letter S. But just look at the difference. Introducing Weed Eliminator gets rid of unwanted weeds guaranteed. Now, the first headline sounded like the reader has to do the work in order to get results, whereas that second example sounds like the work is done for them, even automatically. 
So which headline will get better results? Well, obviously the one where it sounds like the product does all the work. I love this little tweak. It's so easy to implement. In fact, I encourage you to go back and look at all your headlines and make sure that that S is added wherever possible. Did you like that? Pretty cool, huh? Now, I don't know about you, but I've got all kinds of software utilities on my computer to convert files from one format to another. I've got one that does videos to MPEGs. I've got another one that does Word documents to PDF and so on. And it's a mess because very often I forget how to use a particular software and I've even bought the same application twice because I had forgotten that I already had it. So this week's Nifty Click gets rid of all of that. It's an online web resource that converts file formats for free with zero technical knowledge needed on your part. Now there's a few other services that have tried to do this, but this one really is streets ahead and I'll show you why. So go to www.youconvertit.com and just look at how simple the interface is. Now the really great part is the site converts over 120 of the most common formats of documents. Audio, video, images, want to convert MP3 to WAV, Word document to PDF, QuickTime movie to Flash. It handles all of those and it does it really quickly. Mm, don't you just love an $8 cup of coffee? Whether you love them or hate them, Starbucks has managed to dominate an industry that revolves around one of the most basic commodity products, coffee. So how did they do it? Well, they did a lot of things differently. And we're going to come back to Starbucks again in the future, I'm sure. But today I'm going to talk about just one of the clever things that they've done. And that is the naming of the products. Now, before Starbucks came along, your choices were pretty much coffee, regular or large. Some adventurous retailers went out on a limb and also offered extra large. Ooh, exciting. So what did Starbucks do? I'll tell you what they dude. They gave creative European sounding names to their drinks, transforming them from just a cup of murky Dullsville with a stale donut to inviting stores where you can create your own exotic sounding concoction. Think about the product names. Frappuccino, chai latte, tazo, macchiato. Then there's the sizes. They've got tall, grande, venti. Then there's all the extra tweaks like Java Chip, Skinny, otherwise known as Ali McBeal or Victoria Beckham, Misto, Mocha, and so on. You get the idea. Now you put them all together and it's a new language, but it immediately separated Starbucks from any other coffee chain. Now combined with other innovations, it made the brand about an experience rather than just a regular cup of coffee. The lesson for us to take away from this is that product names matter, especially when you're in a competitive industry. By the way, have you seen the new Starbucks size? It's called the Tiny Missy Mo. Not really, I just made that up to check you were paying attention. <laughs> to show you how this marketing technique can be applied to other industries, here's another example. Look at this company that offers a wedding video service. They've named their packages B through H. I'm not sure what happened to A, but how inspiring and, and flat. Compare that with this company that thought creatively about how to use the names to help sell the service. They've got classic, prestige, platinum, 
and cinematic. Sounds professional, romantic, even exciting. What a difference! Again, product names matter. They shouldn't be an afterthought, a two-minute decision. They should be carefully thought out, with consideration given to how you can separate yourself from the competition. Stand out from the crowd, and customers won't even see the crowd. That's what happened with Starbucks, and that's what can happen to you in your industry. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Next week, I'll be showing you how Virgin Airlines won a David versus Goliath-style battle in that super competitive industry. It's a valuable lesson for your business because you'll see how you can dominate your niche, even if you're the little player right now. Also, I'll be showing you an amazing online tool that allows you to collaborate with people in real time, regardless of their location. I'm Andrew Locke. Don't forget to make a comment about your favorite TV commercial on the blog. And until next time, it's been a pleasure to help you get more done and have more fun.